0: You are listening to the Signal to Noise podcast on the ProSound Web Podcast Network. Signal to Noise is supported by Audix. Check out their new line of Pro Studio headphones and the A131 and A133 large diaphragm studio condenser microphones at audixusa.com. Alan and Heath has asked us to read this. Have you noticed that all good things come in threes? XLR, AES... Meat, Cheese, and Tortillas, Michael Lawrence, Chris Leonard, and Kyle Turnside, and now the Allen & Heath AHM Matrix family, AHM64, AHM32, and AHM16. 96 kHz FPGA-powered sonic powerhouses for projects of all sizes. Who says matrices have to be boring? Not us. We've never said that. Kyle said it once, but we proved him wrong. Check them out today.
1: Welcome to what we like to call signal to noise, the podcast. Maybe you've been here before, maybe you haven't. You know? We're we're gonna we're gonna shoot the moon tonight with some people. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Leonard, all the way from south of Philly.
2: South of Philly. What's up?
1: Isn't it south of Philly? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's just yeah, it's, it's a funny <laughs> term. I mean a half hour. Would, yes, yes, correct. You
1: have to travel south. And Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Boone, all the way from Lidditz, Pennsylvania, joining us tonight. Two PA people. Wow, you guys are kind of dominating um, it right a, now.
2: She's a she's now a transplant.
1: transplant. Yeah. You're a transplant too. Come on,
2: I am. Yes, that's true. yeah, Chris, I'm just she like had you. to come. Yeah, just like me. so. <laughs> so do
1: you do you find yourself becoming hometown proud though? Like I always was when when I lived in Vegas and Phoenix, I was all I supported my St. Louis stuff. Uh,
2: Nope, I'm still... I mean, the only, the only time I became hometown proud would be four years ago when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and we were going to do the parade. That's the closest I've come to being hometown proud of Philadelphia.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Sam, how are you adjusting to the weather? Is it good?
3: It's not as bad as I thought it'd be. It's actually really pretty. I like the snow. It's something that I haven't like gotten to see for more than six hours at a time before.
2: How many buggies have you seen this
3: week? Three? Yep. Oh, that's Perfect. not
1: bad. Perfect number. Well,
3: yeah, so, you know, we're. I've also only been here, like, four days, so we're we're averaging like, one a day. Oh, so, we're, like, one a day? Yeah, okay, like, right, we're, yeah, like, like one a, a day. day-ish.
1: So, tonight on the show, we have a very, very special guest. Very special. But hard to track hard, down. Hard it's to very, pin very down. Very, very special. Maybe you've seen some of the posts on our uh, Facebook page. Maybe you've seen some of the posts on Instagram. I don't know. Maybe you've seen them on yeah. our Discord. Ladies and gentlemen...
2: Y- y- Kyle, hold oh. on, you, you know what it was? We were lacking someone handsome That's on it. the podcast. That's it. And so we had to get someone handsome on the podcast.
3: We did.
1: He logged on tonight, and I was like, dang. Dang. Heatwave. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Lawrence. Hey, S.E. to the stars. Full <laughs> beat, ghost tour.
0: That's true. I popped in and he goes he goes, Man, you're handsome. <laughs>
1: yeah, <no. laughs> it's,
0: Thank you, it's, Kyle. It warms my heart, man. Pre- you know what? That makes me feel the same way when you go into like a waffle house and they call you babe, you know? Yeah, man. Uh, she's like, Hey honey, how you doing I'm like, Yeah, like you just feel nice. That's you made me
3: feel nice, man. Yeah. Thank you. Uh,
1: what well, can I get you, sugar? Yeah, you Exactly. Need you,
2: yeah, I'm all
3: about you that. You would I, love the, you need to spend more time yourself. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, nah, see I love the south. I don't like the terms of endearment. I just don't uh, I can't mm, I,
3: I don't it. either and That's I'm so... from there, so I really can't say anything.
2: <laughs> I I like
0: I, it. It makes it just improves my day. You know, it's uplifting. Yeah, I dig it. Cuz you where know you... I'm from the northeast people are just dicks for no reason. But...
1: <laughs> They're like Thanks, I, li- so I lived where Woodstock here. happened. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck all the rest of you people. <laughs>
2: Michael, what have you? Uh, what have you been up to, guy? You've been uh, you've been slow here. Uh, I've been, uh, yeah, <laughs> real slow. Uh, no, it's been it's been really fun. Um, you know, I
0: think I think it's no secret to people who listen to the show regularly that most of my work is not touring, right? And the last time I was actually on a tour, I was 19, so it's been a long time, and I've never been in uh, three yeah, years. No, uh, <laughs> it's, just it's no, just never. Kidding. And I've never been involved with a production of the scale. I think we've got, I think we're 12 trucks and nine buses or 10 buses, something like that. We're carrying a lot of people and a lot of gear. Um, So it's just a bigger scope. Um, And it's also, you know, there's more, um, you know, typically it's like come in and and tune the PA and do the show and then you leave. Um, And so there's a lot of bits and pieces kind of around that, that, that I usually don't need to incorporate into sort of my consciousness for the day that I do now, you know, like um, I don't ever get to pick trim heights, but now I do. Um, I don't, you know what I mean? Those types of things. I don't, I've never in my life right. gotten to say how many boxes I felt that we needed and we would do that. And, and, uh, and that's part of this. So, so there's just, there's a, is a lateral expansion. I think it's just cool, you know? And, and I think the directive from day one with this has been, um, Hey, the band wants the same show in every seat or as close as that as you can get. And we're not going for good enough. And if you think the extra four boxes will do better then yeah, we're going to take them off the truck and spend the extra time putting them up. Like, so it's, it's, it's not just do this the way people would typically do it. It's what's going to be the best. Um, and so that's, killer approach. it is a killer approach and it works. I mean, the consistency that we're getting is far and away higher than stuff that you could typically expect to get in such an environment because that's the directive. And it's like, yeah, you want the extra boxes, put them up. Um, you know, we, we, we have a lot of conversations about, uh, you know, how to, how to do that and how to make it work. And, and, um, it's one of those, it's not that thing where like audio gets last pick after video and lighting go up. Like, um, it's very Mm -hmm. much, we're very, very focused on trying to keep the show consistent over the space and keep the show consistent night to night. So like, that's right in my wheelhouse. That's, that's kind of my whole thing, right? Is let's see how far we can go with this consistency. So to, to be part of a team where that's the goal is really cool you
1: know so let's go way that's way cool. way back let's go back to rehearsal yeah what did you take away from rehearsal that you never thought that was going to be the thing that you were going to take into your what, show what's day?
2: what jump What jump before that why, why don't because i mean you had prep yeah, time and solo prep, tech before you even yeah. went yeah. up.
0: i think you know it's one thing that that is different is um watching the whole team you know i have so my great team uh, i got H, who's our crew chief, and we have uh, you know, Taylor and, and Evan, who are our PA techs. Um, the fact that I can delegate a little bit and just say, here are the angles, here are the trim heights, and the PA ends up there um, is really cool. And being able to trust them and know that it's going to end up that way, and if there's an issue, they're going to call me. And, and and I can go and worry about other things that need my attention. And also, I'm the conduit between that and the mix engineers. Right, So at the same time, being able to trust the team and know that the PA is going to go the way that, that it was designed to go, but also turning around and being able to talk to mix engineers about well, how are you feeling and, you know, do you think we need to do something differently and, and making sure they're happy. Um, so I think having, having, the, having as big of a team working with me as I do on this is, is different. Um, I usually I um, have to pretty much be hands on with every single aspect of it, and and it's one of those things where if you look away for a second, something gets crazy. Um, so I think you know I have such a good group of people working with me that that it's given me a little more latitude to go worry about other stuff that I usually can't. Like you know again, where I am worried about that half a dB of shading at the top of the side, you know stuff that I usually don't have the bandwidth to go chase. Um, I do, and 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 it's paid off. And the and again, you know I, I'm really pleased with with the results we've been getting on this. And, and I know that the, the front of house engineers are pleased as well. So.
3: Can you talk a little bit more about that relationship between like yourself and the PA techs? that's something I feel like I haven't really heard talked about. Yeah. Almost at all. And I
0: think we're going to try to get them on like next week or in the future to talk about that as well. Um, it's something that I will say that was my biggest challenge coming into this. Um, because even in, you know, you know, I've worked around, PA text before, but it's always been like, hey, they're here from the vendor and the vendor has an S E. And like when we, we talked about this with KD, you know, mm-hmm. she's got her team and they're gonna do it. And I'm sort of just that conduit. But in this, it's like, no, they're they're waiting every morning for me to text them the the design. And I send them right. splay height and angles and trim height and display angles, excuse me, and and how we're gonna go. And then oh well, we can't this, you know, this didn't work out, so can you come take a look at this and you have to make the call and um I think my biggest concern was finding my role. And there is there is a spectrum of on one end it's just here's the shit, go do it. Um and on the other end it's um making sure that I'm involved. I don't right. want to be the person who just goes to catering and comes back and expects everything to be done. That's not cool. That's not team player vibe. I don't want I don't, I'm not here for that. Um but at the same time, like at the end of the night, I I you know, I get my hands, we do front of house, we pull the snakes, we case them up. Um, I'm helping take it down. There's a point where H is like, dude, go shower, like we got this, you know, like like I'm probably doing more towards getting the show back on the truck than than a typical S E on a show of this size would do.
3: Yeah.
0: I, I that's something that I felt very strongly about going into this, especially because again, I like I'm the new guy coming in like this is a team that they've worked together and they've done shows together and they've toured together and i'm popping in going hey here's the shit like so you have to be very careful with that dynamic about like i don't want to show up and be the guy who just disrupts everything and um so I'm, i'm really trying to do as much as i can with like yeah show me how you fly this thing and show me how you store how you know and that's the other bit of this Every company, Kyle, you were talking about this today. Every company's got their own way to do the drive racks and the way they organize their cables yeah. and the way they label their stuff. And I don't know that stuff yet because, you know, I know it now, but first couple shows, I'm like, I need to learn your system. So finding that, I think, middle ground between letting them do their gig, I'm really big on letting people do their gig and not micromanaging and not babysitting because I don't like the way it feels when I'm, I'm being treated like that, but also trying to be present and be involved with the team and spending a lot of time saying what can i do to help you get in faster and get out faster and what Mm. what was your complication today is it issues in the department is it was a rigging issue like is there something I, i mean there's a thing with my sub design that there was a real conversation about yes i want it this way but i understand that it causes you to have to shuffle the carts in a weird way when we hang it and if it's gonna be faster for you i will change the design now that was a real conversation that we had. So I want have want it to be a dialogue. I don't want it to be there sitting there cursing me every day because they got to do some goofy shit with the carts. You know what I mean? That's just not the kind of environment that we want to have. And I think we're going to get better results if we're having those dialogues. So I think that that was my biggest concern going in is making sure that we're all on the same page and have good communication. And they feel like think anyone, any member of the team can go to the whole team and say, hey, I think we need to take a look at this and change this because this is a problem for me. And like, I want to make sure that we're fostering that.
3: That's awesome. That's cool.
2: I'm curious. Um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about. I posted about it, um, the imposter syndrome side of things, and I mean, um, what did you have to deal with Menta? Again, you said yeah. this is the largest scale thing you've done. Look, you know, at least behind closed doors, you've told all of us, like, I don't know why the fuck I'm out here. Why? Why? You know, why has Denny put his trust in me? You know, this, that, and the other. Can you talk about? where your headspace has gone and where maybe that has progressed and, and and all of that. I mean, it's, I know, I know it's a vulnerable thing to talk about, yeah. but I think people need to hear like, you know, look, you, I mean, let, let's face it in some ways you don't deserve to be where you are right now compared to people who have been out there. Uh, you know, uh, it, some people might look at it as if you're taking other people's jobs, things like that. Right. So, I mean, um, what's, uh, and, and you're not, I'm, but I'm just saying, like, the, the, these are the the perspectives, the mentalities, and and what did you have to struggle with on on all mm-hmm. of that, and, and where have you been? Yeah, I mean, now? that's been
0: a journey for me, I think. You know, first of all, on one hand, it's like, you got offered the gig, and you took it, so go fucking do your gig, right? Like, that's, right. at the end of the day, it doesn't, like, the fact that there might be someone else on the planet who's a better fit for the gig doesn't matter if you got hired. Right. Go do your gig. So that's, that's the thing. And, and imposter syndrome are uh, – Sam, you're probably the only mentee of mine that hasn't really struggled with this. I mean it's something that I've talked so much about with, with my mentees and um, – or at least she's been lying to me about it. But um,
2: listen, it's okay. No, well, no hold on. I, I'm yeah. going to stop for one second. This came up because her and I talked about yeah, yeah, okay. syndrome. like, so, so Sam, Sam and I had a call and that yeah. came up. I mean, it coincided with you being out there, but I mean, me making that pose and having that conversation oh, yeah. about it stemmed from talking to Sam about, it. I
3: mean, I, I think it really depends. I think for me, it's something that like, there's things I know I do well, mm-hmm. like there's things that I've done before I'll do again. I know like, yeah, like that's, I'm really good at that. I'm really detail oriented. Um, I know my strength and so I feel like I don't even think about it in those areas, but there are definitely some things that I anticipate that I'm going to have imposter syndrome in regards to. And so I feel like I'm kind of waiting for that to kick in more so Um, because I think for me, like it just comes with not only experience, but the mentality that you're going to learn it. And it's not really how, where you are right now is not as big a deal as kind of where you're working towards as long as you understand that it's going to be a process. And so I think for me, like just understanding that it's a process and fighting that internal expectation of saying, I should know everything right now, because if you think that you're never, it's never going to go away because you're never going to know everything. It's just gonna make it worse.
0: I think, you know, the interesting thing about this, it kind of put me in a really weird place mentally is because there's a duality about this. And it's it's sort of reversed from every other SE that I know, because, you know, my SE buddies and I, we talk about this gig and, all, and, and almost universally, they've all done a ton of touring and they're 0% worried about that. But they are terrified of stepping up to a rig this big and being responsible for tuning it to the standards that have been set you know, like going into arena and the expectation is a plus plus or minus three dB in every yeah, seat. Man. I mean, that is, that is not easy. That is, a, nope. that is, that is very, very, there is a technical challenge there. Um, and, and so to me, it's the opposite. I'm like, yeah, I know that I could do that. I, I, I have confidence in my ability to do that part of my job. Um, we had a night we did I want to say it was Portland. We did like plus or minus 1.5. It was like 1.5 up from exposition and 1.5 back
1: to the rear. <laughs> you guys are selling 180 too, right? It is. Yeah, it we're 180? selling 180.
0: Yep. So um, so that is the kind of thing that I was at no point was I nervous about that. I'm like, yeah, I I know enough. I understand that part of this work that I know that I can go out there and do that. And that's why Denny said, come out and do this. Um, because that was what he wanted to go for. And he said, okay, I know you can do that. So come and do it. Let's just come do what you do. Right. Um, but the, all the stuff around that, like, how do I get my fucking pants washed? You know, um, you know, we got the, we got, <laughs> we, we got, the text like, Hey, um, which bunk do you want? And I was like, fucking, I don't know which bunk do I want. So I texted you all like, which, you know, so it's, and that's the shit that you sort out after five days.
3: Yeah, you asked me you asked me if you want a tide pots. Yeah, I'm like, so
0: any fucking yeah. tide pods like like wh- and we have our, our production coordinator Chelsea, she's really great. And so she's like, yeah, you can just send me dumb fucking questions like that and I'll answer them. Like she's cool. So, um in that sense, um it was really funny like so so um so Taylor uh our she's our our uh, one of our PA techs, I was like, "Hey, should I put my pally under the bus or do you think I should take it on the bus?" with me, she's like, "Oh, you know, dude, whatever." I'm like, "No, I go, "Look, so, I said don't fucking Give me that answer. I go, I'm asking you because I don't know and I need help. And she goes, okay, okay. So, so, so I said, like, <laughs> I'm asking because I don't know. Um, and so that's the shit that the first couple of days were definitely a big adjustment for me. And, you know, and now I'm obviously comfortable with the group and we're getting along really well. And so it's totally fine. And, and then they've also set the set the climate of, like, yeah, dude, we're, you know, we're all going to help each other out here. And
1: How, you, How's your sleep and rest?
0: Dude, I, I mean, I'm tired as shit, but, like, it's fine you know um well our you bus got on the stuck. bus uh, well not last night because we got stuck on the highway at 4 a.m so uh we had to walk get all our shit and fucking walk down the highway in the snow and get another bus and i slept in the back lounge with evan last night i
2: had a little sleep sleep over in the back lounge of the the volby production bus so um <laughs> i one time our bus our bus broke down and so uh we decided to make a drinking game oh, of it no. um and and so we watched uh, beer. Fe- was it beer fest? Um, and every time the word they said the word beer, you had to drink. Oof, that was rough. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's
2: how we passed the yeah. time. <laughs>
1: that, that's a lot of it, though, Michael. And we've mm-hmm. we've talked about it on other shows. It's like the time that you have with yourself on tour is different than any other time you'll ever have because yep. you got to figure out sleeping, eating, shitting phone calls like when the truck doors open when the truck doors close like how many cookies can i carry to front of house with me yeah like you know? oh
0: shit There's uh questions. i forgot to fucking put my shower shoes in my backpack and now i'm in the venue and i don't have fucking shoes like th- that just that type of shit you know when i talked to yak and i talked to carter and and sam gave me killer advice like before i left yeah, Sam, I'm gonna give it back to you now. Um, yeah. I, she was like I, she goes, You're gonna find find one person and like become really good friends with that person and they're gonna be your tour buddy. And she's like and then you it, you're gonna get along with everybody else, but she's like, get your tour buddy. And Taylor and I kinda hit it off yeah. like immediately. We just kinda vibed and um really we're definitely on the same page. And so I know I don't know if she's she's watching this right now or she's listening to it, but like I'm super indebted to her. She's been super cool, just making sure I don't fucking lose my mind. So so we're that's my <laughs> tour buddy. I,
2: I, I want to clarify, you know uh, what I said. You do deserve to be where you are. That's not what I was saying when I said that. So Chris just fucking, I wanna, fucking I fire right over here. here. Jesus. I, I, I know. I I, 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 but no. I want to take people through the mental journey that you went through because we see it, right? We, we have a, we text all day yeah. long, right? All and and so, um, I mean, this is talking I, real well, shit I, I here, think, right? So that's why I think if I'm, you
0: think about the idea of working your way up is what you're really getting at with that statement, Chris. Um and like starting with a little tour and then doing a bigger tour, you know, it's coming from a shop or whatever. Right. Um, right. I would say that I've worked my way up through a different avenue, which is the system optimization Avenue. Um, right. Cause like, and- I don't care if your system's coming off a truck or if it's installed, like, you know what I mean? Like, like that's, I think I have a very specific mentality in the way that I approach tuning a system and and the way that I achieve low variance. And that's sort of what, Defines my work, I think, in that area, and I think Denny approaches it very similarly. Um,
1: I want a T-shirt that says that
0: <laughs> Denny approaches variance, it very similarly. Oh, okay. <laughs> no
1: low variance creator.
3: <laughs> Love
0: that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, him and I have had a ton of conversations about about how we achieve these things and what just the whole approach to like, well, how many boxes do we need and where we aim them, and you know, we're doing something. We're doing some really unconventional stuff that sounds wrong. Like, you know, are the 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 lion wides on our side hangs, the wider boxes, everyone puts those at the bottom. Ours are at the top. And it seems weird yeah. to put a wider box down quote downfill box at the top. Um, but th- we're doing it for a very specific reason. So, so those are the things that, that, you know, um, and Denny, it was nice that, you know, Denny, you know, Denny was Volbeat's SE for like four years. So he has a very, very good idea of how the system is designed because he designed it and how it behaves and what he expects from it. And so I don't have to reinvent the wheel in that sense, but, he said, you know, it's really nice that he's like, I have an SE that I can, we can talk about, well, there's four different ways to get this mm. thing to make a cardioid shape and which one are we doing and why? And he's like, I've never been able to like have that conversation before. So we can really get, get into the nitty gritty on it. Um, and the, and it, the, the results are, are absolutely better because of that. Um, I mean, we like, we're consistently turning out rooms that are plus or minus two
2: and a half dB." Um, which is just so atypical yeah. for a venue that big, you know. Um, <laughs> for, hold on for 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 those who don't know what you mean by that. You mean front to back variant for like basically, you, you know, uh, two to be variant across. We're talking yeah, so two, two front, types right? of variance:
0: level variance, which is you know colloquially how much louder is it in the front versus the back, and tonal variance. So spectrally is it is it consistent? So if you take a bunch of magnitude traces, they they over. You know, there's a function in Smart where it it overlays them all, so you can compare the. Um, the low, the, the tonal variance, you know, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll take all the level offset out. And Denny how many, like,
1: how many positions are you measuring?
0: Oh boy. That's what's a great conversation. Um, <laughs> but there was, there was one day, I think we were in Portland and I, Denny looked at the date and he said, can you show me without the, without the level normalization? I was like, no, there is no level. normalization." I was like that's the rig, bro. It's like, actually that was <laughs> just a really cool compliment unintentionally, you know, but, um. And I want to be clear. That's not just a tuning thing that starts from design and it starts from having a production. That's you know, the, the raw physics of that are long lines. You need long lines, right? You can't do that with four boxes aside. So this has been set as an expectation from every step from the very beginning that we want to go for this extremely low level of variance. We want to go for extreme consistency throughout the space and from night to night. And we're going to do what we need to do to get there. Um, and tuning is a big part of that, but I just want to be clear that it's not, you know, it's not the only part of that process. Um, so if you're only thinking about that when you're launching your smart rig, that's the first time you think about it. You're not going to get there. So I just want to be clear about that. Um, so when we talk about variants, we're talking about when you walk around the venue, does it stay tonally consistent? Does it stay consistent in terms of level? And then, and as importantly, if you see the show on, on the next night and the next night, and from the mix engineer's perspective, when they fire up their mix every day, does it sound the same? You know, are they being handed a PA that has the same tonal footprint every day? So when we talk, that's what we're talking about consistency here. Um, and we're just we're doing everything we can on this show to take that further than it's typically taken. Um, that's that would be my answer.
1: How many positions?
0: Okay. Normally? Here we go. Average. Okay. Uh, I tune this thing with about eight mic positions.
1: Okay. Okay. Which
0: is a lot less than people might think. For 135 boxes in the year um, Yeah I did So we'll just go through it real quick For for the all measurement nerds here we go So you start with your mains right? And we have Each box in the rig on it's own output So we can get as granular as we want But I don't want to take 6 hours To tune the thing So what I do is let's say we got 200 level 100 level in the floor I look at Okay I got 4 boxes up in the 200s I got 3 in the 100s and I got 6 on the floor So that becomes A, B, C so your mics go at A, B and C. We've got four channels of Electrosonics TM400 wireless on this. Sick. Yep, and then you fire up your your mains. I start with I usually start with main right and uh, you're EQing the whole thing to get to that target curve that we established and then you're you're working on your high frequency shading to to knock those in so the whole thing's consistent. Um that's going to be basically about 4K is where that stuff really matters. We are using low mid beam control from Meyer to steer that that low mid lobe and get that to be consistent so that's three mic positions It's usually, I usually do them all at the same time with three mics, but I have done it with single mic in a smaller room. Then you bring your sub on, right? Your sub and your main together. That's your tonal. That's your tonal signature. Now that is, that is your, your tonal target curve for the rest of the rig. So there's your three or four mic positions. Then I move one down. I can do the downfill on the mains. There's your fourth mic position. Just get that yeah, in big line
1: downfills.
0: three lion wides are the yep. downfills. Yep. Um, then I go up to the PA. side hang. Yeah, go to the side hang. Typically, I do it in two zones, sometimes three if there's a 200 level. But you know, A and B or ABC, again, same thing. Make that be consistent within itself, right? So making sure it's not super loud and super bright down front compared to the back. Then the goal is, and this is the trick that people sometimes overlook. If you tune that side hang to match your main target curve, it's going to sound crazy when you turn the whole thing on. Because when you're over and where the side hang is, you're getting low frequency from the mains, you're getting low frequency from the sub, so that gets sucked out of the side hang, that gets cut back, right? So by itself, you just saw the side hang does not sound good, but when you turn it on, it's all it's all flown together, it's all coupled, right? So main plus sub plus side hang over there in the sides brings you back to your target curve, and the nice advantage of that is you don't have this low frequency garbage from the from the sides bleeding out the front of house. You know, when the, right. the in rehearsal, Danny yeah. was shutting off the side hangs and I was like, why? He's like, well, I don't want to hear it. And I'm like, you turn him on and off, he's like, oh, I can't really, can't really hear it. Right. Cause that stuff that's not <laughs> directional
2: has been taken out of the box. Right. It, it's fundamentals yeah. of smart yeah. class. A yeah. plus B equals a, mm-hmm. a plus B doesn't yeah. equal and that's, C. I
0: think the thing that people, you know, might be more intimidated by a system this large, but the fundamental workflow and the orders and the steps that I'm doing are the same as I'm doing in a 500 cap club. They're no different. It's just you got to walk farther to get your mic there, right? So, so <laughs> now what you have is a scene where you've got your main and your side hang, and there's going to be a place kind of, you know, a third of the way to up in the seats on the side where they overlap. So you're going to go there and you're going to set your time, and make that transition nice, and then then what we do is all our processing is linked. So the left side followed along. Now we usually get our our stage left points first. So usually PA is up in tune on that side and they're still flying the other side. I've sprayed every box and it's still on the ground. So we're going to catch a bad box before it goes up. That's important. And then once it's up, you know, um, then I walk. Then um, the other cool thing about that is I'm doing that at a pretty low level. So I'm not asking for quiet time. I'm not asking the production to be quiet. I'm not asking. I I just kind of work through it. And so then the only thing I need to ask for quiet time for is, Hey, we, Hey, Brad, we're going to, our, our stage manager, Brad, Brad, can we get 10 minutes to listen? So we put a song on and I walk and I make sure I'm listening on the left side to make sure that it matches the right side. I'm not measuring that again. Um, If there's a problem there, you'll hear it. And uh, typically, if I change anything at that point, I'm changing like one DB of shading. It's pretty tight by that point, hopefully. And then um, once, (laughs) so our front fills are built into the stage structure and some of the set pieces need to be forked onto the stage so our front fills don't go up until later. Um, so it's it's later in the day that, that we also uh, time the front fills in. Um, but because they're built into the stage structure, it's really about the whole the whole stage moving forward or backwards in time compared to the flown rig. So I'm not individually timing all the front fills every day. It's just there's the outer front fill where it meets the downfill. That's where I set my timing, and the rest of the rig just kind of snaps in. So um it's like seven or eight positions. It's really, you know, I got it done at twenty-five minutes at this point. Um, and most of that is walking around. So it's it's just not it's not as big and scary as people think, nope. I guess. It's going going in with a game plan, you know. And and to kind of come back, Chris, I think um that is when I realized, oh yeah, that's why Danny wanted me to come do this. Because mm-hmm. I, I, unfortunately, you know, I have seen so many SEs that would fuss over this for an hour and a half or two hours. And we right. don't have that time on this show. There's too much going on. So, you know, it needs to be super accurate It needs to be done really quickly. And I was like, okay, that's that's why I'm here. I get it now, you know.
1: How many steps? Yeah.
0: I- uh, <laughs> like the first couple of days, I think I did between 25 and 30,000 um yeah, and nice i walk fun. a lot i walk a lot during the show um twin temple the you know the venue's half full at that point and then i walk again you know fall Beat goes up i do one song make sure if denny's happy after the first song i'll go walk again and the room's filled up a little more so then i'm gonna go you know you, there's some high frequency stuff that's gonna change a little bit um but you know, Evan was teasing me. He's like, "Man, I don't think I've ever seen SE walk so much." You know, I was like, I, "I walk a lot," um, and I'm I make friends with all the the ushers at the VOMs, and they, I'm like, "You're going to see me, you know, ten more times tonight." And so, so <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, and that's the other thing about that. And I have to be careful because it's COVID time, right? Like we're we are being very careful not exposing ourselves to, you know, the just to minimizing the risk, of course. And I think I have probably more more exposure risk than anyone else. I'm pop. walking through the audience, but um, to see how excited people are for the show and all the t-shirts they're wearing, people are putting on ghost makeup and like there's, you know, we have the the priests, the popes and the slutty nuns and it's very like the fans are super excited about it, you know, and um, so not only like walking to listen to the system every night is really rewarding because you're like, yeah, it's fucking, this is sounds good, it's really consistent, like the people in the balcony are getting a great show also and like that feels good and I'm proud of the, my team for that we're able to do that. But I also love seeing the people that came out to the show, man. I keep an eye on the forums and people like, yeah, it's only two weeks till the Newark show and I can't wait. And like how excited people are and how much they're looking forward to it. And it's really easy for it to become like just another day for us. And we did it yesterday and we are gonna do it again tomorrow. And I'm trying to make sure that I'm very sort of in the moment about the product that we're giving the people that 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 really
2: waited for this. You know, so I like
0: I like to walk for that
2: reason, too. You're, you're responsible for for invoking an experience that people you, will remember. You talk for about lifetime. this all the time, like, man. I mean, it, the first, yep. thing that, the first
0: thing that I do when we get into a venue is, even before the laser comes out, you know, before I start catering. on the model. Well, no, usually before catering. I just walk. I go up to the seats. First, I'm trying to stay out of the way. Trucks are getting dumped. I'm off the floor, right? I'm, I don't want to be in anybody's way, but I walk I just see, what, like, let me kind of vibe this out from the seating area. When we do prediction, we're thinking about from, it's very loudspeaker centric. We're looking at the loudspeaker, we're looking at the aim. It's all from the point of view of the box. And so I, before I approach anything else, I want to see what it's like to be in the audience and what the view is like. And, you know, um, it's that's probably the least objective
2: thing that you will hear me say as a part of this process. But what what, what has surprised you, or what have you learned most about that experience or that, that focus on this? Um,
0: you know, it's interesting because we think so much about variance. Like you're talking about walking, like, let me go here What this sounds like from all of these different seats, you know, 12,000 seats, whatever it is, that person bought one ticket and they're going to put an ass in a seat. And that's, that's their fucking reality for the night. And so it's really easy to go, uh, eh, this goofy timing there for, for 35 seats. But like that, that's, that's 35 people show man. So like pay attention to that. Um, I think, you know, this is a weird one, but for me, when you come into the morning, it's an open arena, it's open floor, it's tons of work lights on. It's just empty. You're building your sort of mental kind of orientation of the environment that you're in for the day. And it looks totally different by the time the PA's up and the lights are off and there's drape and there's barricade. And for me, Making sure that I'm literally not getting lost, you know, in, in the paths. that some of these, you have to take some pretty contorted ways to get up to 200 level or 300 level and maintaining a mental bearing. So I don't get disoriented during the show when it's dark and I'm trying to get to a certain seating section and getting caught on fucking barricade and like, um, that's that's a stupid thing to like have to pay attention to but i've noticed that if i don't pay attention to that i'm gonna get fit you know third song of all beats i'm gonna be stuck in a fucking side hallway somewhere and no idea where i am so like, like just paying attention to the mental sort of orientation i think has been helpful
2: we we uh when i was out with uh josh groban we um in the middle of the set so the band would play cashmere instrumentally right um and while we ran with josh to the back of the arena somewhere um and he would st- start the next song from the back of the arena and do the whole walk through the crowd, shake hands, kiss babies, whatever, the whole way to the stage, right? Can't do that um, with COVID. And it was like, yep. yeah, I know, right? Um, And and it was like four of us, five of us are always with him, right? So his security guard, the tour manager, the production manager, and then me. I had a spare belt pack for him. I had a spare microphone for him, so I could always mm. swap those out of whatever if there's any issues, and we'd walk. So uh, every night, I got to go like like you some odd fucking part of the arena to make all the way to the front and you're like i just walked 10 city blocks to how am i still in the same venue and got to the same spot you're like Holy shit, uh, well
0: crazy. i think i think for me what yeah. it is 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 it's really easy to go when the, like when the lights are still on i know where i want to walk when the show starts i know what where i want to go hear things and so, planning out that plan of attack when the venue is still open and there's not barricades and there's not security guards yet, so I have that in my head. Here's how I'm gonna get up there and not trying to figure it out during the show when it's dark, and this person's never seen me before, and they're trying to look at my bat. you know what I mean like like just just I don't mm-hmm. want that to be the first time I'm thinking about it when the show's underway because and the other and the other there's an mm. insidious little thing here too, and it's technical, right and Ethan Weiner has a whole thing about this. The longer you wait between listening to two things, the harder it is to compare them objectively. So if it takes mm. me six minutes to get to 300 level, I am less reliable to make a good decision when I come up there and go there oh, go, is it too bright compared to what I just heard? Well, I don't know. I fucking heard it six minutes ago versus I heard it 12 seconds ago. Um, so mm. finding the most efficient path to get to the zones is objectively part of doing this job better um, because I'm not waiting for minutes in between listening to different parts of the arena. So I'm not going to, start doing crazy you know uh, not that not that you would do something extraordinary to the to the system during the show obviously but you want to have a higher confidence in in your um, evaluation as a listener i think and so keeping those those listening um locations as close together as possible is
1: helpful i used to always go by the pro shop i I have like a ton of b market hockey team jerseys like they come and lay them out for the crew or whatever and i always take them um so being an arena and that's why your variant coverage of plus minus two db is so crazy to me in in most line arrays i always had weird gaps between my outfills and my mains Mm -hmm. or weird phasing issues and you just answered that both of them in like a matter of moment you know it all depends on where that point is and and, yeah and holy cow (laughs) yeah like if if i'd ever go back out and do a tour i think i'd take michael lawrence to be my se like because i uh, i took prism on two tours and don't listen to this episode joy (laughs) yeah i I listened to to, uh, prism in an arena and it was hard to control reflection at that point but the coverage was 180 if not more 270 on on a good night with the whole column up um i can't wait to come see your show because i want to walk that and when you're talking about walking through the arena during the day i walked a ton too i'd but i'd always make sure that the face and and this goes to your six minute whiner rule um i always made sure the face of a speaker was hitting me so i could basically do my comparison when we walked mm-hmm. and um that's super important i never really thought about it that way six minutes and your ears change
0: yeah yeah and so that gap that you're talking about the main the main side hang gap um yeah, so if you and, and this is I, I'm sure someone someone out there was like, wow, you got your wide boxes on top like because that's a that's a fucking weird thing to do like for sure um if you think about being inside the top box of your side hang and looking out through the through the speaker grill right yeah. it's, the the arena seating is getting it's very quickly kind of spinning away from you it's getting deeper and further, further away from the box very quickly. And it happens even quicker on the top of the array. So where do you want that? When getting up to those corners, ah. if you can't fly delays in an arena, right? Those corners are where the trouble comes in. So getting those wide boxes on the top has made a huge difference in filling those corners in. Um, and that's why they're like that. And, you know, the first time I walked it, I was a little like, cause that's the alignment that um, if you have a front house engineer who knows what they're doing, some of them are just going to, put on their whatever they want to do to from front of house. And they're going to listen to left, right. And they're going to go either great. Or can you put a filter here for me? And they're going to be happy, but Denny's not like that. And and Dave, not Brown who makes his ghost is also, you know, um, they both walk. Dave likes to walk by himself. Denny walks with me and we walked, Denny and I did that side hang for in Reno. We walked it and I was a little nervous. I'm like, let's see what he says about this one, you know? And, and cause that's like you said, Kyle, that's, that's one that'll stick out to you, man. Um, yeah. And he goes. Oh, that's the cleanest high frequency transition I've ever heard. I think I was like, okay, good or cool. We're cool. So, um, <laughs> and then I think what's also interesting is um, working with Dave and Denny, and and you know, it's actually tricky with Denny because he's he's like not only is he an SE, but he's a very good SE, and he was the SE on this gig. Um, day five, I think, hey man, I'm gonna go walk. You want to come? He's like, no, I, I trust you. Like, really? He's like, yeah, four hundred percent. So they've both stopped walking by now, which is really cool that um, they're you know, that they're showing that trust that, Hey, you know, I'm going to go make sure it's good for you. But, but also um, there are times when I asked any to walk with me because you've got some weird thing happening on the day or you, weird geometry or like, I I really do welcome that extra set of ears from someone who um, understands the SE aspect of it. So it's, we can have a conversation about this. And if this is something I'm trying to sort out and make better, like, let's, let's talk about that. Like I really, I mean, I, I we, we catch oh, each other on things, you know, and it makes damn, it better. dude,
1: I, I want to talk about points and stuff too. You're like leading me into so many different questions. Um, and I'm getting in an interviewed by Kyle
0: Turnside. it's This is pretty sick.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, well, I mean the math's super interesting to me. So yeah, like yeah. it, it, it is, I'm not in catering all the time, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> all, day all day, bacon, all day cookies um it, it's just super interesting because your points have to be on and we talked about mm-hmm. this before you left on tour is like some companies that go up and will drop a chain six inches outside a ring that's on a floor you know it's, it's like when do you when do you call it like right. when do you go oh man because that's really detrimental especially on your side hangs it, over it, the yeah. stage
2: it, yeah it, it, and you're not you're not doing delta we
0: do plates, have delta, delta plate so that's a big thing okay. is we have the, okay. so for those who don't know what All delta right. plate is instead of uh picking up uh your array with a front and a rear you a delta plate is just like triangle shaped piece of metal and so you're picking up usually your rear sometimes your front whatever with with two motors so you have the ability after it's up to aim it in the horizontal as well as as, fr- cool. as uh, vertical um, and that's a huge tool and i'll be honest with you this sounds a little slapdash but because of exactly what you're talking about And first of all our, our rigger and our rigging team on this tour is, is excellent um, they Cooler. have to because the rig's so heavy and they they really hit it. They really do hit it. And they come and talk to me first thing in the morning, if they know there's going to be an issue with a trim height or something. And, and so we have a really good relationship set up there, but, but there are times when, you, when it gets up in the air and you just look at the geometry and you're like, oh, uh, let me bump that. And you just get on the radio and you, and we bump it. And, and I do a lot of that just with eyes and ears. Um, and we fill that gap, you know? Um, and so we do have the ability to massage that transition if we need to or hey you know it wasn't on the model but there's some like vip boxes that are higher up that we need to cover and so i need one more degree of up tilt you know those types of things you can have the best most accurate model in the world but that shit's going to come up and you need to you need to be able to adapt to that so the delta plates are definitely helpful there
2: sam what do you got She's
0: so she's, she's been like looking at my data and stuff though. So she's she, like, if I, I have, get hit by if I get coveted, she's probably going to get on a plane. So
3: <laughs> you got jokes. Uh, <laughs> no, but I have I have asked him a million questions, and yes, I did. I keep asking for data, and he's very nice and lets me see it. So what's um, the one talks. question
1: that he answered for you that you were like, "Damn, Michael"? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think the problem with Michael is ever he explains it like he. What was it Jamie said? I'm not sure if I understand what you're saying or I understand the words you're using, said, but either way it makes he sense. He said something like, you
0: explain things so well that I understand all the words you're using and then I just go like, okay. And I'm, later on, I don't <laughs> know if I actually understood what you said right. or not. So I like, that's fair.
3: Right. Um, I think for me, like most of the questions are far more um, like mindset or reasoning as to why you're doing things because you like you said you are doing some unusual things and some things definitely like make sense like having been a flight tech like delta flight's like awesome like love that you have that control right you're not gonna land the pa or you know do anything weird um just things like that and definitely you know when you told me about the wide boxes on top I was like that's really interesting I just hadn't thought about it because you're right it is unusual but it makes perfect logical sense especially when you look at the data and you look at the predictions and you look at the shape of really what you're trying to cover it makes sense and even in Bob's book you know he talks about overlaying right your coverage shapes and so it's perfectly logical it's just not something you would think of and so i feel like there's been like those details is really what has been interesting to me to see um and really the his overall process like michael you're right like you have a very specific way of thinking and methodology um and like you said you know you are a specialist and that's kind of how you phrase it to me like i joke and say like you're an audio surgeon because like that's what you do you know you have your area of specialty and it is low variance systems
0: um and so well you know that was a conversation as well that was pretty early on because Mm -hmm. again denny's done this he designed that system he's he's flown it hundreds of times he's tuned it hundreds of times does it make sense for me to reinvent the wheel so from very early on i was going well what do you usually do and he was going shake it up like he was like i want fresh eyes on this because he's like, he, he's taken it to where he can take it. And he's like, all right, well, now I want, I want someone to come in and, and take a different approach. So finding that middle point between disrupting and giving it a fresh look in the wide boxes on top are an example of that, where you see the wide box and people go, oh, it's a downfill. It's a wide box. It's often used as a downfill. But when we flipped it in the prediction, you know, Danny and I were looking at it and he was like, wow, not only is that better, but he's like, it's way better. <laughs> like it really made our design a lot better. And so those are the things that just because it's been done a certain way, I'm not a big fan of convention, to be honest with you. Like I, 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 like to understand why things are being done, but well, that's the way we've always done it. It's not always a good reason to keep doing it. And so I'm, I'm very into like, well, you know, what are the tools that we have available? How many boxes do we have? You know, how much can we hang on this point? Um, let's shuffle those pieces around and let's see if we can come up with a better arrangement here that, that it's going to take things further. Um, and I think, I think we the very first thing we talked about, Chris, like that I think is probably why I'm out here doing this is that that particular element of this, there are a ton of super talented people that could come out here and tune this rig. It's not about that. It's about, yeah, but can it be better? Can we make it better? Can we get the variance lower? Can we get the coverage more even? Let's think about that. And so my job is to just continuously work on that basically.
2: How, <clears throat> sorry. Um, Given how consistent your design and what you've been able to do from that standpoint, how similar of uh, changes are you making each night? Mm-hmm. Or, like, or sorry, like, like how, how you know, are you noticing, like, yep, every night I gotta do this, or is it actually different every day to the little things oh, you have to do to, oh, to very, get it? I, I wipe the EQ
0: and shading out of the processor every morning. I'm not, well, of course. Well, not I'm of saying, course, like, because you, it's you noted, not common do you? to do that. Like, I, I'm not iterating. I'm starting from scratch every day when I tune it. Um, but it's very. I mean, in, in Seattle, we had all 135 boxes up. Uh, it's it's six. It was 16 Leo on the in the mains, and it was 20 on the 20 lines on the side. And then I think in Portland we were 12 over three on the mains and 16 on the side. Like the box counts are changing. Uh, the trim heights are are sure. changing. I'm trying to keep the trim relatively consistent for for the mix engineers and also another aspect that people don't tend to think about the um, the artist has a sensitivity to how much energy they want to feel off
2: the PA that's like sure. a conversation that's happened so are, is your is your trim based on the height of the 200 or whatever level or it, it, what, it really, how are it, it really you basing depends, that cuz are are you just tilting up and keeping the trim the same or cuz at least the and whether it's wrong or not, back when I was touring, wh- one of the things we tried to do was top box is almost almost equal height as the top seat and work down from that. It was I felt like it was a very common theme for uh... a while. So what's your what's your thought process there in terms of your trim height and 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 most people a lot of people didn't like the whole like tilt up. i, thing, I love right? the tilt it was up like thing. you start start we,
0: we are we're i usually overshoot
2: by two to three boxes on top and that's what i need to get
0: that variance down in that in that top zone if your top box is aiming at that top seat put it in prediction software you're missing you're missing that seat um so we overshoot always there are situations where you have the 300 level that sort of shelves out if you fly too high you're going to shadow your 200 level so you need to get down so you can get up and under there. We're also looking at how high the, the sheet that I send to my text every day. It has how high is the bottom box because we have ego risers that are eight feet and they're right under the hang. And so if I have a bottom box, that's 16 foot off the ground. Then that's going to be really silly looking on camera. And the artist is probably going to not love that. Right. So so I have to look at that. We have to look at as you fly higher you have more down tilt. And so your bottom box is more curved and your center of gravity moves backwards. And so you get to a point where you can't mm-hmm. fly that without a pullback or something like that. So there's a lot of stuff that we look at and obviously it's, you're all kind of working, you know, in relation to, well, what can we actually get into the trim height today? You know, I, there was one day where right. um, I was like, man, I'm gonna have to fly my side hangs lower today. I go, there has to be like 38 feet. And, you know, Gabe our rigger comes up and says, what do you think for side hang trim? And I go, can I get 38? he goes, yeah. Like that's, that's exactly what you're going to get. So that was one of those things where it doesn't matter if I wanted to hire you, you can't do it. Um, and then of course that means I can't hang 20 boxes on the side because it'd be dragging on the floor. Right. So, so there's a window of max trim and where that bottom box has to fall and how much curvature we can get and where the acoustic geometry lies. There's a lot, that's a little stew. And that's typically the first thing that I work on when I get into the space is figuring out that. And you got to do it quickly because they're dumping the truck. And they need to know how many boxes do we bring in. And the last thing I want to do is make somebody repeat work and have to go get more boxes and bring the truck back. Or we dumped them and we don't need them, so put them back. Like We try to avoid that. Um, so getting the box counts and the trim heights is is pretty much my first priority in the morning. I don't know if that answered your question Damn. at all.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> You're having fun, though, right? Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. yeah it's a good time it's it's a very like you said it's a very different vibe um one thing that's been sort of something that i need to work on is to find to establish a routine where okay i'm gonna go to the bus for half an hour and just get away and relax or okay this is my time to answer emails or um you know finding those times throughout the day to check in with home and it's really easy in the pace you know you're just ripping all day and then you're gonna collapse on the bus if you're not careful, you're not calling your loved ones and checking in and you're ignoring texts. And it's, and it's just cause you not, you have to make more of a point to actively do that stuff. You know, this is what I found. Cause when, you know, usually I'm sitting at, sitting at my desk. And so a text comes in, you answer it. Um, but since you're just going, 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 if you're not carving out time to, to be assertive about that stuff, it tends not to happen. So that's, some um, that's something that took me a couple days to sort out.
2: Right. And by loved ones you mean yeah, our group exactly. text, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm.
1: what you mean by the yeah. yeah. cool.
3: make yeah. sure. Yep. Feel, yep. feel left yeah. out. I was gonna
1: say. <laughs> so we it, it's safe to mention watch the fifty days with Michael on Discord, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere else that Chris has been posting it.
3: And uh Chris um, is not on tour with Volbeat. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs>
2: I Almost once a day, I get a, a, a private message or whatever. Like,
3: oh, but shout a... out
2: to the dude nope, who thought nope. I'd be a good guest for this show. Also, that was pretty cool. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, you he got his wish. I'm
2: yeah, no, here. I'm
0: here for it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Thanks oh, to
1: uh, those who joined us backstage tonight, too.
0: Yeah, and, Wait, are we done? And, and
3: Chris, you sounded so sad.
2: Well, I mean, and, and also, po- and I want to, no, I want to make I, a point about this. We 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 don't we don't get to do these we, so we used to call these yeah, boys night out, right? And thankfully yeah. we have changed that. We have Sam. So these are uh, these are fun. We you know, it's fun when it's just yeah, it us starting to get
3: to like, talk. Yeah. So like,
2: yeah. So yeah, we yeah.
0: had to balance. Um,
3: we had to we had to, we had to fix some things. I
0: I, I wanna just um I get texts from hey, do you know have a know anybody that does musical theater? Do you know anybody that does pro-? Use our Facebook group, use our Discord, like like please use that resource. I mean I'm shameless about you know I call Carter all the time. I call uh, Tyler Walters all the time. I talk to Erica Russ, like like my friends who are super amazing, talented SEs who know that really specialized shit that not that many people know. Like I will absolutely call him and ask and Tyler calls me. I mean, we have a very good open relationship. We're all sharing knowledge and especially something like that where it's very specialized. and there just not that many people who think about that shit. You know what I mean? So um, use our community, please. I mean- Thank you to Tyler and, and Arica and, you know, and all my SE buddies who, who looked at my designs and answered questions. I mean, those are the types of things that I think makes us all better. And there's no shame in calling a buddy and saying, hey, what would you expect for this situation? And they'll tell you. Um, I think that's really cool. And it's something that I, I'm really proud of our community for doing, because that really wasn't happening as much as it is now. And I think we've, we've done a really good job of setting the tone for that and not gatekeeping knowledge and, and yeah you know being open like um so that's family. yeah it's something it's something i'm proud of and, and by the way shout out to, to uh fucking boise man i think 45 percent of our local hands were female that shit was awesome and they were the most yep. helpful and enthusiastic people we had the whole tour this far i fucking awesome. dig it really happy to see that shit um so things are changing and i'm excited about that that's awesome yeah What's wrong, Kyle? You look wistful, buddy. You okay?
1: No, <laughs> I- I'm just really excited for you. I mean, our group text has been awesome. We missed you nice. here and there, but the stuff that you have been giving us is great. Like, uh, Chris, didn't you say we had like two no- two hundred new members join our Facebook?
2: Yeah, well, or, or they're trying to at least yeah, we're going through, them, through. But, um, yeah, I, well, yeah, because I, I posted a photo of ATK uh, prepping for the Super Bowl and PA of the day shared it, and then it's got ridiculous amount of shares and likes and joined. So, yeah, yeah. I, look, here's the deal. So um, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse on this, but, like, join our Discord. I can't say this enough now, right? I mean, um, Facebook has its place, cool, whatever. If we don't know what Discord is, that's fine. It's going to look really weird and confusing when you join get over it um it is a much better place to i don't give a fuck (laughs) um so yeah it it is a much better place to do what we are trying to do it's it's the easiest thing i can say right like i love that like i don't know it's really like we we were over two years now of the three of us and now more joining and it's um like it's this is more about us just fucking talking mm. on the microphone, right? Like like um it's funny like sam was like i think you guys are more known or I w- have more exposure or whatever well that, that, first day I w- w- walked in and saw a Signal noise sticker out in the shop and i was like yo it was sick
3: i've seen two yeah, <laughs> yeah i've seen two
2: we did it and then like t- like day two sliding of Signal noise and it's like yeah like it's cool like seeing the stickers and shit out there and whatever and like look it's um we're not here to sell merch i mean sure go buy it but like whatever <laughs> let's not like here's the deal like like we the I love that this has become about a community. And so that's what we're trying to do. This is not fluff. This is not bullshit. Like, you know, we have this in our call, it air quotes, mentorship program. The mentorship program is we set up a form, you fill it out, and basically, Michael, me, and Kyle, we don't have time to pair people. We're trying to. We're sorry if you haven't been paired. Join our Discord and just say, hey, I need help with this. Hey, I need help with this. Yep. And people are going to answer yes. your questions and you're going to develop friendships and you're going to talk and whatever. Like, this, the Ebb and flow of doing life and audio together will just symbiotically Whoa. happen. Dude, all right, where's Jeff Hawley? We're, in, getting, deep. We're getting real deep now. It, it, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I'm, look, and, and it can happen on Facebook. But I'm not, you know, discrediting what, what's going on our Facebook group. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's Facebook. just Discord is becoming, you know, becoming a much better mechanism for that. And I love it. I want to see more of it. Um, yeah, it's just,
1: it's I love that country song. Yeah.
2: I love I, it. I miss the. I Was that Shania Twain? No. Um, Chris, question in the chat for you: What are you drinking tonight? Damn. Uh, what am I drinking? I am drinking a uh, Yards uh, Level Up. It's it's cool. It has um like a Mario oh. theme. It's, it's oh yeah. It's kind of cool.
3: You have like themed uh, beer this, all the time. It's great.
0: So I'm gonna I see all of movie. y'all in the next week or so. Kyle's coming out to the St. Louis yes. show. Chris, you're coming
2: to Hershey.
0: I can't fucking wait. Yeah,
2: I'll be at Hershey in a couple days. Sweet, I get to see Sam. This will be the second time I'm in the room
0: with Michael Warren. And Kat's going to be at Hershey. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Jensen said he might make it out. I think Sam Zuck might be coming to Hershey. And Abby Labianca is going to fucking partying Hershey, yo.
1: Yeah, hell yeah! Ride the roller coaster. And you
0: know what? It's a it's an awesome show. I have to say that because I, you know, I obviously am familiar with Volbeat because I'm friends with Denny, but I was not familiar with Ghost at all until I started working
2: on this show. And fucking hold on. Speaking of which, let's not let not gloss over what you've been able to do with Ghost every night. Yeah. Okay. So Dave Nutbrown, oh, yeah. Dave Nutbrown, who mixes front of house for
0: Ghost. Uh, when I first met Dave, um, you know, and obviously that that relationship is very important to me. That that front of house engineer. Politically, I'm friends with Denny we're good friends. So I'm walking into a front of house. I don't know. I don't want him to think, um, Danny's he's buddy. Like I'm here for you too, Dave. We need to have a good relationship. You need to feel comfortable. asking me for stuff. So I worked really hard on developing that relationship when I first met him to let him know that, Hey man, I'm here. Like I'm not here for just any, I'm here for you too. And, and, and let's do it. Right. Um,
1: did you take him flowers?
0: I, I, I didn't, but he's, he's got an awesome sense of humor. We have a lot of fun. Um, Maybe I'll get him flowers at the end, at the last show, and he, he he would love that. <laughs> they, ghost get ghost has a song called "Faith" that I think is just great. It's like my favorite Ghost jam. I really like it. So I said, I said, Dave, uh, I go, I am gonna pay real close attention on Faith, man. I want to see what you got going on over here. And he's like, All right, mate, the kids will love it. You know, he always answered everything. He <laughs> says, The kids will fucking love it, right? Um, so first night in Reno, the show opens, and Faith comes up. He goes, Hey, Mike, you are up, and he steps away from his console. And I was like, Oh fuck, I'm fucking not ready. Like I'm super not ready. Right. And we've talked a lot about the mindset change when you go from SE listening to to mixing, listening, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm, I I had a blast and I was like, Hey man, that was really cool. That was fun. And the next night he did it again. And so every night he's, he's let me mix, um, that song. And it's, that's a treat, man. That's pretty rare. You don't usually get to like discover a band and go do that fucking song Mm -hmm. slaps. And then you get to fucking mix it. Like, that's pretty cool. So, uh, that, right. Definitely, thank you to Dave for doing that. It's a very, very nice gesture, and I really
2: appreciate it. All right what's the What's the funniest thing that's happened on the we, tour so far?
0: So Taylor, our uh, one of our PA techs, she's uh, I think she's I don't know if she's still watching, but she's she's probably sitting in her hotel watching this right now. And uh, so Dave Nutbrown's wife, Linda, is the bus mom for the for the uh, the ghost bus. And we were like, oh, we we need a bus mom for our bus. Um. And it turned into H R curchie for like, hey, H, you're the you're the bus mom. And then he's like, okay. And it somehow turned into Taylor being the bus dad. And so her nickname has become daddy. Um, and she's like, she goes, she goes, I love it. She goes, I'm here for it. She goes, I see why guys like this now. She's like, she's all into it now. So, so so we fucking call her on the radio. We're like, yo, Michael the daddy, come out the front of the house. Like we fucking and so the funniest part about that is we've totally normalized it now, but watching the locals react to it every day is what's fucking hysterical <laughs> so like that that's just a continuous source of joy for us is is watching everyone else like what the fuck do you call her like
3: <laughs> okay i have not met her but i love her yeah, already she's, like i've got to meet her yeah
0: we and we gotta we have a great team we have a lot of fun we're doing awesome. a lot you know and it's funny because hr crew chief um I was, I was really upfront with them i was like look y'all this is my first like big tour and like you know i'm gonna lean on y'all like we gotta you know it's just like hey man we're gonna work together and have a show like he's really cool about it we have a group text that we used, you know, send the angles out and stuff, but we also, we send each other memes and jokes and we have a lot of fun. And he said, you know what? You keep us laughing, man. He's like, you, you know, he's like, you're learning it and and you keep us laughing. I thought that was a cool, that was a really nice compliment. You know,
2: we're having fun. So, we used to, um, when, I, when I was out with Josh, so the modern engineer, Will Miller, and the front house guy uh, Mickey Beck, I mean, they were out there, like, all day, and, like, Will was, like, hanging PA and shit like that or whatever, and, or they're setting up, like, modern front of house world, and they they wouldn't let on that they were the modern engineer, front of house engineer, they act like they were the techs, and they would jokingly talk shit on themselves, like oh that front uh, house got like last uh, night he was like and like basically like make fun of themselves to so the crew like talk shit and then all of a sudden the crew realizes like a little bit later like oh wait he's like it was just like a fun like practical thing to do every night like make fun of yourself But yeah yeah we're, we're having a good
0: time that's that's you know i think that's really important that's something i was the most nervous about um nobody wants to be the outsider that's a shitty feeling something really interesting um the blue man group like the reason there's 3 according to the, one of the creators he said that's the smallest group you can have where one person could be an outsider and that's like a really interesting thing you know so um that was that was uh, you know the fact that we're we've gelled as a team and we're we're not only we're doing awesome work and I'm really proud of what we're doing but we're having a good time uh and we're keeping each other happy and laughing and stuff and that's that's great you know Kyle what the is that a awesome. baby doll what do you got there buddy <laughs>
1: That's a um, reborn oh. Kemper. This is Yuri. Hi, Yuri. Kemper got that for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Did you name the baby? No, it came named. Uh, look at oh. the reborn babies. Uh, 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 if I had an extra 10K sitting around, I'd buy 10K worth of those things and send them to an old folks home for like Alzheimer's patients. Mm. It looks like a real baby. So like they do that a lot. And yeah, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, that's Yuri.
2: Wait, why would you send it to the old folks home?
1: Because people with Alzheimer's think it's a real baby, so they sit there and like it calms them down and helps them. Like,
2: oh, okay. All right. He's trying to thing. deceive the elderly, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I was just say I wasn't getting the correlations. Like that's a cool trick. I'm not sure. What you're, I'm not sure what you're getting at there. I'm not I'm sure where them that was in going. Their, in their,
1: you know. Days. Okay, all right. I felt right,
3: like cool. you were going uh, yeah. somewhere with that, but that.
1: That just minute, ends right there. That that's all i know I feel,
0: like, uh, I feel like we should wrap this up because probably everyone's turning their fucking podcast players
2: off by this point
1: That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> their yeah. problem that is their problem no one makes it to the end anyway because the people who listen to this all the time are who and then come as guests and they're surprised yeah. by the last two questions we ask that's how we know no one actually listens this far to the podcast Except for brent okay. washburn shout out to yes. brent walker he fucking knew that shit <laughs> yeah he had it ready all right michael i'll all see right. you in a few Love days y'all. And Sam, everyone,
1: be safe out there. We'll see you next time on this this podcast called "A uh, Signal to Noise." <laughs> check,
3: check, check us out it's, sometimes. It's a place. Thanks it's for a checking thing. us out. If you made it here, thanks, join, thanks for listening. Join, Disco-
2: join, join Discord. Hit the button, Chris. Michael, get back so I don't have to keep editing this yeah, shit. Baby. Hit, hit,
1: hit the button.